0: Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start.
1: is holding on.
0: Cut glory for But it is all heart style Rico and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. It's that time, Premier Racing Podcast time and I'm going to be honest family, I'm not feeling too well. A little bit uh, under the weather, I'm not too sure if it's... Uh, Asthma, a little bit of hay fever, or, or something a little bit uh, a little bit more. But uh, people all day today have been telling me it's the wattle trees and it's hay fever, and I'll be fine tomorrow. As so I welcome Smithy, are you a hay fever sufferer, mate? Because there's nothing worse.
2: Well, I am a hay fever sufferer, mate. But as my old man would say to me, maybe you just need to drop by Bunnings and get yourself a <laughs> cup of concrete and just toughen <laughs> up a little bit, Jimmy boy. But uh, we'll, we'll get through this, hopefully nice and quick for you, before you uh, capitulate and go to bed at
0: 5.30. I had a funny feeling you were going to go with that uh, that concrete story, but um, no, mate, we, we soldier on and, and winners to be found. Uh, pretty good week of Greyhound Racing. Are you, are you looking forward to, to anything in particular this weekend?
2: Uh, well, not so much this weekend. I just keep looking towards uh, the Nationals, to be honest. Mm. We had the Nationals last night, and uh, I'm heading up to Sydney, so I'll have a... Have a, have a couple of quiet cordials and, and talk greyhounds with uh, with people from all around Australia. So I'm excited about that. But before we get to that, there are 12 races and, as I always say, Jimmy boy, 12 winners to be found.
0: That would have been a perfect segue into that. But um, I'm going to hold you up, mate, because I spoke to Jason Adams last episode about the excitement now building towards spring. Obviously, we get the odd good day where it's reasonable weather. Not too many here in Melbourne, but there is the odd good day. And, and the greyhounds are now, I think, really starting to – to draw on the calendar, and, and or not the Greyhounds aren't doing it, are they? It's the trainers for the Greyhounds that are looking at the calendar going, this is where we're going go to go to make it to a Melbourne Cup, to make it to a Phoenix, or win this race to try and get into the Top Guns. So it's such a, a big couple of months, I think, leading up into the, the, the Spring Carnival of Greyhound Racing, and we, we heard the news, obviously, of racing.com coverage as well. So the industry's thriving at the moment.
2: Yeah, it certainly is, and this, this Metro Festival, like you said, on racing.com, five nights on free to wear. You can't ask for much more than that. it's uh, There's there's some very, very good youngsters on the up, and then you've got your established stars, like, Where wow, she's fast, and dare say, she's a pearl will be coming down as well, the Million Dollar Chase winner, and it'll be all eyes on Victoria from about uh, the, the middle of November, uh, the middle of October, I'd say.
0: And I don't know anything here. I'm not in the know at all, but I, I think there's a future for premier racing so metropolitan racing in melbourne having some kind of fit into racing.com on a on a saturday night example at the meadows i i think there's a place for it especially if we can back up to a big day of thoroughbred racing
2: yeah i think so too i mean i'm a big big fan of racing.com but uh they they kind of basically just show replays on a saturday night and i dare say their viewership would go down about by a about hundredfold uh, from a middle of a, the day on a Saturday to a Saturday night. So it probably makes sense for them as well to get it on there. So hopefully we can uh, get it more frequently. We'll, we'll kick off with these five nights and we'll get, get a good job together and uh, get it done. But hopefully moving forward, I think there's a massive gap in the market for it. So fingers crossed. Run off The Week.
0: Just listen out here for Mpunga Mustang. He's delivered at the Meadows. We had Jeff Britton on the show last week. He had a, a pretty good night out, I think, fair to say. But this was a, a nice win from Mpunga Mustang. A Greyhound who'd been knocking on the door in town. As
2: they go down the back straight, Mpunga Mustang, the leader, sped away, six out in front, Eddie Judo. They were followed further back then by Wharfey. Uh, next over on the outside, then Roxy Uso. A minute behind them then came Pristine Image as they come to the turn now. Mpunga Mustang is burning in the leader's about Eight links out in front over Eddie Judo. Up the home running, though, Mpunga... Mustang bolted in by about ten. Ity Jeno second, Warfy third. That would have been
0: relief for uh, for Jeff Britton because that Smithy is exactly what this dog has been doing on the provincials. We've seen him race well and and race so well that he, he made a warnable cut, Cup. But he, he finally brought that form to the Meadows and he was a, an astonishing win, really.
2: Yeah, he's always had that level of talent. I think I said it on this podcast last week that I just wanted to see him do it in town, and he managed to do it. And uh, if he if he brings that form more more regularly to the city, he's a he's a massive chance in any race he contests.
0: So he gets a, a pass mark from you, Dr. Smithy. There, yeah, he certainly does, Jimmy Boy. Saturday's preview. I'm definitely under the weather a little bit, Smithy, because what the. Uh, The lovely family of listeners don't know is how many edits this is taking to put this podcast together. But we're on now to Saturday night's preview and and you know the drill. You always say 12 races, 12 winners. You, You actually found a bit of form last week, Smithy, so I'm proud of you, mate.
2: I'll tell you what, if if we have to say that I've found form when I found a $1.50 winner, it uh, goes to show how, how poor I've been going. But they say the, the clock is – even a broken clock is uh, right twice a day. So hopefully I can get it that second time this week and we can continue on the winning ways. Well, mate, you tipped
0: Dookie Devil. I think I sent you a text message and you gave me no no love, no reply. But I'm um, happy that you, you found a few and a couple at value as well. So you're in form. Let's rip into this meeting. First race, the City View Bistro, best food in Australia. Smithy's uh, tested it all. Race one at 6.37. I'm tipping number four here, Shazani. Now, this was a, a nice run from the red last week. Just cluttered up in the run to the first corner. I thought the run was better than Trevor's Gift, but in saying that, Trevor's Gift has drawn better this week, going from box eight to box two.
2: Yeah, I thought that would be the winning move for Trevor's Gift moving down to box two, and it is a. I don't think it'll be a great price, but Trevor's Gift out of box two, I think, gets the box advantage on Shazani, but I wouldn't talk you out of, of four either.
0: Yeah, not a bad run from Keane last time, uh, running down Levitation at Sandown in quick time, thirty four oh two. The former Queenslander has won uh, nearly a hundred thousand dollars in prize money, so I, I think that uh, he'll get the job done. The son <coughs> of Aston DB in
2: race number two. Yeah, I I think it did come up pretty short here, Keane, and I I tried to get him beat, but I just kept coming back to him. Box seven, uh, handled that with a plum last start at Sandown. Over the meadows, that's the question mark for mine, but looks to be the best dog in the race.
0: The stout wins race number three, back to 600, and I think the watchdog even made a quote. This is his pet distance, so he's going to take a lot of beating there.
2: Yeah, I definitely think he's a, he's a lot harder to beat over the 600 than the 700. He just gets a bit tired there, as long as he's not too flat over those couple of runs. But uh, I doubt David Giela would be running him if, if he was flat. So over the 600, I think Stout Manali, too hard to beat.
0: Race four on with Lectra Rhino, that Group 1 form, they normally go well when they, they continue on from that. And, and despite going to Warrnambool in a 450 and getting beat, the 600 I think is a much, much better fit for him.
2: Yeah, look, Lecterano is the class of the, the race for mine. My only query is the wide draw. I, uh, I'm happy to back Osprey Phantom. I think he'll get the nice run into the race. He's a big boy and needs a bit of room, and hopefully he gets that. But Lecterano, awfully hard to beat, just is the wide draw query for mine.
0: Mm, if Keane wins an early race, the the form just strengthens for levitation, but... Uh, she's just drawn a very, very winnable race. She's a reliable beginner, strong kennel. She's been drawing well lately, uh, but it's one thing to draw well, it's another to go out and perform well, and that's exactly what she's been doing. So I'm with her in race five.
2: Yeah, she's been super since stepping up to the middle distance, comes over to the meadows. She, she just keeps uh, picket fencing those position in running. She, she just gets out and runs, and she's very, very hard to catch when she can run the times that she can. I think she's the clear on top pick. She'll be pretty short. I'm happy to play a Quinella with the one Showtime Boomer.
0: Race number six now, Top Cap Video final. Good prize money, just uh, under 8,500 of the winner. And on with Hummick. Uh, Tip this greyhound as a, as a serious dog to follow and, and quite impressed with his win last time. He He's going to be a nice day of this dog, Hummick. And I think Clint Capuano's done a wonderful job picking the right races over 600 just to build that fitness. Uh, and I'd expect we'd see him maybe over the 650 very, very soon. And I think the Sale Cup could be a greyhound for... Uh, or for a race for this greyhound hummock just just the way he's hitting the line over 600 meters
2: yeah i've got a big opinion of hummock and it's taken me a little while to catch on but uh very very keen to be backing hummock here i think it's one of the better bets of the night just get a nice card into the race and and off and go on. hopefully towards the end
0: the king of calypso's might tip in race number seven salad dodge has been going very well uh, with a nice placing at warrigal and Look, I'm, I'm probably going to tip Salad Dodger, even though I just said I'm tipping King of Calypso. I've just, I've just bounced around in the form, guy because that run behind Mr. Audacious in the St. Ledger was big, and I'd probably be silly tipping against Salad Dodger, but I think if King of Calypso gets close enough, back into a mix four and five, he's, he, he races free-for-all almost all the time, so he'll hit the line hard, but I'm going to switch, and I am going to go Salad Dodger.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little bit each way there, Jimmy Boy, yeah. but I tell you what, if if, if I'm having a quaddy, this is just about a field leg for mine. I know Salad Dodger uh, is a rightful favourite. Twenty five sixty nine at Warrigal in the Saint Ledger behind Mr. Audacious. You don't go much better than that. Uh but it is a wide open leg. I could entertain Warfy, King of Calypso, your your well, was your selection, but you've uh, you've changed it. But yeah, it's just about a field leg for mine, it's wide open.
0: Rules of racing number one is never change your selection. The other one will always win. Race number eight, I'm with Dynamic Prince. Uh, his win of the Simon Benson was outstanding. He's jumping well, he's racing well. And look, it's a tough test for him. It's probably one of his toughest assignments to date, but he's a serious conveyance.
2: Yeah, I've got a massive opinion of Dynamic Prince, and I think he's starting to really put all his talent together. The last two starts at Warragul, 25.68 and 25.55, that's flying. Fern- Fernando Mick, who's drawn outside of him, uses a fair bit of the track, so Dynamic Prince should get the room and be too good for him.
0: Yeah, he it. Only needs that little bit of room too when he just takes off. Race 9, 730 metres the journey here. Thought it was a really hard race to, to sort out. Play nice, maybe just not going on with it, as well as we may have expected a couple of months ago. And based on that, I'm going to go each way. Aston Pablo, the, uh, the Pink Diamond uh, winner for the, uh, the lower grade there. And uh, look, I just think from box eight, if he, if he makes his run at the right time, he'll be in the finish here.
2: Yeah, I certainly wouldn't want this uh, this race to be the tipping one for, for my life because it is very, very hard. I've landed with the one and the eight. So first picked and Aston Pablo. I think you can back both of them and hopefully get a result. Race
0: 10, I'm with number 6, Quick Smart. The reason I'm with Quick Smart here, Smiffy, is number 4, West Song holds the key. Fast beginner, should cross and lead, hopefully drags the outside brigade across. If that doesn't happen, I think Fabriola Duran's the dog to beat, but I'm going to go with Quick
2: Smart. Yeah, I'm also with Quick Smart. I'm giving him another chance after last week. I think he's, his uh, run was better than first looked, and I think box 6 he should be able to handle. And as he said, the speed in the 4, and I think there's some speed in the 3 too. So, uh, Should get a nice little card into the race, quick, smart, and I've got a big opinion of
0: him. Pretty even night of racing, to be honest. Uh, Race 11's the same. I'm with number one, Distinguish. I just think he's the class in this race. Not an easy race to sort out, however.
2: Yeah, no, very hard. I'm I'm going to go with multi mat from the outside. The outside box is the query, uh, but he's he's got plenty of ability. He's nice and strong, so hopefully he can posse up in the first couple and uh, run away with it.
0: Yeah, man, Matty Field will be absolutely pumped with that. And 10:26 on Saturday night, you'll see the running of the Grade Five Green Light on Podcast last race of the night. I'm with Adhana Rico here, number five. Pretty exciting uh, youngster. You go through his two starts of late. Bendigo 2381. On a day, they weren't running overly fast. He backed up the week later, just a monstrous performance to get beaten only two lengths to Aston Cassidy. Yes, he's going to need some luck. Yes, he's got a big motor, so I'm happy to go each way with Adhana Rico in the last.
2: Great minds think alike in the best name race on the card, the Greenlight On podcast. Happy to be with Adhana Rico as well, and uh, hopefully we can go out on a winning note, Jimmy boy.
0: Hunters, punting club. I found this really hard this week. There's, to me, Smithy, nothing that's that's really jumping off the page for the punters' punting club. So we am going to throw it to you. You can kick off and, and try and give us something to build the account. Have you got something for us there, Smithy?
2: I'm relatively keen on Hummock. Um, I was tossing up whether to go your each way that you try and talk me into all the time, whether to just go a place just – just put one around the corner to a fine leg, but I'm going to, go back, going to go back to the well and go with a win-only bet. So, again, apologies, Clint Capuano, but race six, number three, Hummock. I'm just going to have $50 on it, and hopefully we can get the job done and uh, it can work towards a race like the Sale Cup, as you mentioned.
0: No need to apologise, mate, because uh, Jeff Britton was happy you were, you were tipping his dog, and, and he got <laughs> home last week. So you're back in form. I'm going to go $25 each way on race 11, number one, Distinguished. But I did find it a pretty tricky night to tip a winner.
2: Green light on, Premier
0: Racing Quiz Time. Yeah, we haven't had this for a while. Green light on, Premier Racing Quiz Time. I did let our man Smithy know that there was a quiz on, on this episode and uh, I think he almost cursed and said he wasn't too happy about it. But, Smithy, are you happy to play?
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if happy is the word that I'd be using, James. I'd, uh, I'll, I'll play uh, just because I... It's all in good spirit, but
0: uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I, like to, I like to go historic, but I haven't done that this week. I thought, look, let's let's base this this uh, quiz on last week's racing from Saturday night. So if you're all over the form guide, Smithy, you should be okay. If you're not, we'll find out that you're not doing enough form. So let's start off with who was, and don't open the, the laptop to, to last week's results either. Who was the fastest 525 metre race and who was that greyhound last week?
2: Oh, gee whiz. You're testing me here. Uh... (sighs) Now, you've got me. I I don't know who the best... I'll give you a hint.
0: I'll give you a hint. Just so you don't look silly, Smithy. it, It was the run of the week. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it was, a Mustang, was, was it Mustang? Was it? I was going to say that is just uh, that is just kind of gone straight out of my brain after talking about it. That's it goes to show how much capacity
0: that I've got in my head, mate. It was it was a test to make sure you listen to when I blabber on about run of the week, and you've done exactly that. So we'll give that a pass mark. <laughs> Question number two: uh, One other greyhound broke thirty seconds last week. Only one other greyhound for the whole meeting. Can you tell me who that was?
2: Yeah, the other greyhound that broke 30 seconds. Um, I think it was earlier on in the card. Yeah, I want to say Leger. Yeah, it maybe. was. Yeah.
0: I'll give that yeah. to you, Jet Leger. 29.999. Question number three. Now, I said Mapunga Mustang was the fastest. Do you know what
2: time he ran? Oh, well, I didn't even know that he was the fastest, but I don't think it was much quicker than that. So I'll say twenty nine ninety.
0: I'm a little bit worried that you might have opened up the uh, the computer and just had a bit of a look, but it was twenty nine ninety
2: five. So, we'll give. I'm that... actually. I'm sitting on my bed, James. I've got nothing open except the. Uh, I printed out the little booklet with my with my selections in it. So, <laughs> no, I was, right. uh, if, if I had have had the laptop in front of me, I would have cheated one hundred percent. But yeah. unfortunately, I didn't.
0: I know what you like. Is it a quiet night in for Smithy tonight? Is it?
2: It is a quiet night in, mate. It's uh, when you when you get to the ripe old age of twenty seven, you sometimes <laughs> just have to put the moccasins on and, and jump in bed early and uh, and and have a good snooze. This quiz is wandering
0: uh, down down dangerous streets. <laughs> Let's get back to question four. Fourth and final question. Our special guest on the podcast was Jeff Britton last week. Uh, when they come on the podcast, the trainers they know they, they they just know they're in for a lot of winners. How many winners did he and Ange Langton combine for? Well, combined with, the quiz is just losing the plot. I did say I wasn't feeling well. How many winners did they get between the two of them is what I should have said. Uh,
2: the the way that you emphasised the word four just then, I'm going to go with four, but I feel like it's nah. three. Yeah, it's three. No, don't, <laughs> no, I'm only I thought you were trying to lead me into it. I thought you were being a good bloke <laughs> there and just confused me. Nah. I, I had three in my head, but when you said four... I was like, oh, okay, maybe he's, maybe he's pushing you down that
0: way. Mate, I'm a bad quiz host. I like to see my uh, <laughs> players fail. So good job, Smithy. I don't even I didn't even take note of how many you got, mate, but I think it might have been two out of four. And you know what Meatloaf once said, mate? 12 races, uh, 12 winners to be found. <laughs> see you next time, Smithy.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy, boy. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you feel a bit better next week.
0: Thanks, mate. Inside Info.
2: Very, very
0: special guest this week on the podcast. A man that I think everybody knows in Greyhound Racing here in Victoria. One of the best checkers in the game. One of the great trainers. I call him the wizard. His name's Johnny Barbara. He's on the podcast, Johnny. Great to have you on, mate. That's a pretty big intro too.
1: Thanks, um, James.
0: Hey, mate, uh, big night at the Meadows tomorrow night. Your team have been going really, really well. You've got two engaged. Now, the pressure's on a little bit here, Johnny, because I've tipped one of them as the the best bet of the night distinguish. Can you can you tell me if I'm barking up the wrong tree, I guess, this week? He's drawn race 11, box number one. How's he trekking?
1: Uh, the boys actually, I said to the boys at home that they'll probably reckon he's the best he's ever felt. He's real happy again, shaking running up and down, love and life at the minute, so he loves a red box. Um, there's a bit of early speed in the race, but he excels on the rails, so expecting expect him to run a good race tomorrow.
0: Johnny, that's why I love you, mate. You always tell me what I need to hear, and that, that just gives us that little bit more confidence. He has drawn beautifully, and I think it's a pretty winnable race. Hey, race number 12, you've got a greyhound by the name of Adhana Rico engaged. He's jumping from box number five. Now, I know you were big on his last run at Bendigo, but all you have to do is download the Watchdog app, click on the replay, have a look. It was an enormous effort when running second.
1: Uh, one of the biggest runs I've seen for a while, but he can be a funny dog. He's a little bit hit and miss. Um, he's got a mind of his own, but when he's on the song, he can go pretty quick.
0: Mate, if I had to, to force you to pick one of the two as the best bet, would you say that the draw and I guess the... Uh, the skill of Distinguished might put him as the, the runner to beat for the the Barbara Kennel this week?
1: Uh, I'm distinguished, he's my favourite dog in the Kennel as well, so I've got a bit of a soft spot for him. And if you back him each way, I don't think you go wrong.
0: Yeah, sounds like a plan, mate. I'm always the each way punter. Uh, that way you never lose too much. But uh, hopefully we can steer the punters home this week. Hey, you've been involved in greyhound racing for a long time, mate. Can you tell us where it all began for John Barbara? Uh,
1: my dad had dogs of... Have... I've had dogs since i was 16. I'm 55 now, so pushing about 40 years. Um, I keep saying no more, but I keep getting more. Um, <laughs> in the bud, and what you do is just a bug, I think.
0: And, mate, along the journey, you've had some some real quick dogs. Uh, Running royalties, Royalty's one, you know, of, of recent times. He took you to a couple of, of big races, and then now the, the kennel star is Keppel. Has there been one that's that stood out, I guess, as a, as a bit of a favourite of yours? Doesn't have to necessarily be because he's the, or she's the, the quickest dog in the kennel, but has there been a favourite for you over the years?
1: Um, the dog that probably kept my dad alive from, um, dad had and his dog kept him going for a couple of years actually just watching him go around um, he was a good dog to us um, I just can't think of his name in a minute but he won that 30 odd races and but that dog had a bit of a soft spot he's buried at the front of the property I know, I'm sorry, James, his James, he's his name no,
0: That's alright mate, hey and of, of more latter times you've got this greyhound by the name of Keppel who's a a bit of a, a crowd favourite. He's a bit of a cult figure, I guess, in the, the Greyhound game. He's got explosive early speed, owns the track record at Hillsville. I th- he's in Sunday, I saw his name, in the, the fields at Hillsville. He's a nice young pup, isn't he, this boy?
1: Yeah, he's a good dog. He's been good to me since I broke my shoulder. He's sort of kept us going. Um, he's um, got exceptional early speed, but his box manners is a bit to be uh, desired at the minute. Um, if he jumps... He can beat anything on his day, but um, it's a good field on uh, Sunday. It's good for the patrons out there to see Fernando Boy and Kevell in the same race. Mm. Um, so it'd be an exciting event, I think.
0: Mate, you're not wrong about that. The uh, the Hillsville Festival of Racing into full swing. And if there's one race as I let you go that you'd love to win, what would it be?
1: Ah, uh, the Australian Cup. It's always yeah. been on a silver chief we've always boys us.
0: So, you, you're, you're a Meadows man over Sandown by the Sounds because nearly everyone I speak to, Johnny, they straight away say the Melbourne Cup, but you're an Oz Cup fan.
1: Yeah, um, I've always been, well, probably Meadows is closer to home for us, and getting over that West Coast to get the Sandown <laughs> is a bit of a chore for me, so uh, I'm pretty
0: Well, mate, if they fix the road, you can win a Melbourne Cup. Good luck, Johnny. Appreciate your time, buddy.
1: Thanks, buddy. All good.
0: Well, that's Johnny Barbara, one of the, the great men in the game of greyhound racing and, and one that uh, is, I think, willing to help just about anybody as well. If you ask him a question, he'll give you an answer. Uh, a real legend of the sport, I think it's fair to say. Well, that wraps up this podcast, punters. Until next time, you know the drills, safe travelling and happy punning, and let's go distinguish.